there, folks. Welcome to the Bavada at Odds podcast, a podcast where we give you the latest odds, tell you what to bet on. Uh, we don't tell you who to bet on, but we tell you what you should be looking at in the world of sports. My name is Seth Everett. I've been a broadcaster for a long time. He is Patrick Morrow. He's been the head odds maker of BovadaSportsbook.com for a long time and also become quite the broadcaster himself. Patrick, hello. Welcome. Oh, what an intro as always, Seth. Thank you for that. And, uh, I just want to note real quick, because you said you've been a broadcaster for a long time, and I, I've i hit the arbitrary endpoint of being an odds maker for a long time. Uh, we just hit the month of August, and this is my 15th year doing this. You've been doing this job for 15 years? Wow. Various iterations of it within this company, yes. That's and then, you know, it was only in the last five years that I, you know, rose to the top, so to speak. But uh, yeah, I, I was uh, 20 years old when I first moved down to Antigua and took a plunge into this, uh, put my university career uh, on hiatus, <laughs> apparently a pretty permanent hiatus. But uh, yeah, I ended up uh, down in Antigua when I was 20 and I've been doing this for, yeah, 15 years uh, now in August. It's I never really thought I'd be doing this. Uh, it's uh, incredible. But, well, yeah, never- you know, this this would be fitting of the 100th episode of the Bavada at Odds podcast. However... That's not for three weeks. This is episode 98. Yeah. And I got to tell you, folks, we were massive underdogs to hit that 100. Yeah, so I would, uh, not, <laughs> I, I would say if I was going to take the over under 50 <laughs> would have been the highest I would have gone. I cannot yeah. believe we we're close to 100 episodes. Of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we didn't hang a line because, uh, you know, you can catch grief for it. But I definitely would have told my friends <laughs> to load the under load the under. But in spite of all that, we are still here. We are still rocking. And, uh, you know, but we always talk about how, you know, oh, summer goes by so quickly. And it's August. It's, you know, yeah, college football is happening college soon. College football, pro football, uh, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And the MLB trade deadline and the big blockbuster came down. So tell me from an odd standpoint, what was the impact Juan Soto goes to the Padres? Were there futures odds on where he was winding up? Uh, not so what much on the, the odds going in. Like, like I would imagine it was Dodgers, Yankees. Padres were like fourth or fifth on this. Yeah, prior to this, actually, the Padres were as high up as 20 to 1 uh, at Bavada. And, uh, you know, it, it's actually very cool that we get to uh, – you know, talk about this because usually we record, we preview something and then, and then you know, something you know, happens right after we're done. <laughs> yeah. Big trade, big injury. Uh, you know, somebody's going to war with something <laughs> if it's politic odds, yeah, yeah. but no, this, this is great timing today. So, you know, I'm scrolling through uh, who actually got some bets in before we were able to move it, because this is always the way with social media, we can be as quick as we can with it. Uh, in the time that the news broke versus when the line moved, Oh gosh, that's a lot of scrolling. That's not good. Um, we took about 10 grand in bets on the Padres at 20 to one, and they are now down to uh, nine to one at Bavada Seth. So they are only trailing uh, the Mets, the Houston Astros, and then the Yankees and Dodgers, as you mentioned. So yeah. uh, Juan Soto, massive bat, obviously uh, Padres gave up uh, everything and then some to get him, but uh the odds movement says it all. Uh, the Padres, you know, already a really great team, uh, you know, just unfortunate to be in a division with the Dodgers who are kicking ass and taking names this year. But Juan Soto, just, you know, a, a massive upgrade, uh, it, you know, fantastic stuff there. And uh, hope, hopefully the Padres, uh, you know, don't do too well with them because I, I always hate that. And we talk about this so often, Seth, the social mo- social media trading that you can do. 
when this is announced like this and, you know, we're getting faster and faster, but this is again, in a matter of minutes, taking, you know, tens of thousands of bets at 20 to one. And, you know, they're, they're fair bets. You know, we, we don't void these bets. We don't say, Hey, you know, you shouldn't have done that because we didn't know that Soto was there and we didn't move fast enough. So kudos to those players that got those bets in again. Yeah. Padres down to nine to one. You know, it's funny. I I've been so down on baseball lately and I want to make sure that what people can't say is that I beat a dead horse all the time. Like I don't say the same thing every time I say new things every time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, This week, the Baltimore Orioles who are just two and a half games out of the wild card race, Mm. two and a half games out of the wild card race officially waved the white flag. They just punted. They traded their all-star closer, Jorge Lopez, uh, to the twins for four pit for four prospects. Mm. What? So this is what I tweeted. I'll just read you what I tweeted. Cause I, I mean, I stand by this. What? So the point of competing is what's the point of having a wild card. If teams don't even bother competing for it, bad teams, just stockpile prospects for what competitive balance in this sport is awful. And I'm glad to not be involved. If it was, <laughs> If I was, it would just be bullshit all the time. I mean, yeah, no, you're, how do you justify that? Yeah, exactly. And if you're the Orioles, you know, you've gone this massive run Uh, as of this recording, you are ahead of the Red Sox, which is, you know, kind of darkly funny for me because I'm a Jays fan, but I also have some Red Sox futures money, which is not looking so hot. But if there's an argument, if there's an, if, if they're 12 games out of it, yeah, now they can't win the division. That, that's fine. They're two and a half games out. Honestly, even if they were five or six games out, just because of what you would project from that uh, roster. But they're like you said, they're right in it. They're above 500 right now. They could absolutely make some moves. We still have a potential free agency and trade moves. Uh, not free agency, but trade moves happening leading up to the deadline. So we will be hopefully a little bit better locked into that futures board. Because like I said, we got a little bit caught with our pants down on that uh, Padres trade, uh, picking up Soto. And there's many more potential players that could be on the move, but that was obviously the biggest mover so far. So uh, keep your eyes peeled on social media, folks. Again, you created a wild card. What is the point? What, <laughs> if, if, if the teams that are in the wild card are not competing, then you should be ashamed of yourself. And you know what? While we're uh, crapping on the Orioles, uh, you know, good on the Mariners, uh, you know, taking a shot and, you know, they're making moves and they're, they're making a push, you know, they've got a great young uh, rookie uh, and that, that they're doing what they should be doing in their spot. They're telling their fans that they're trying to win. And, you know, if you're a fan of the Mariners, regardless of whether they make the playoffs or not this year, uh, you know, you're going to support that. You're going to appreciate that. If you're a fan of the Orioles, uh, I can only simply ask why. Yeah. I, 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 look, I, all I want to say is this is not me talking about launch angle. This is not me talking about Manfred. This is not me talking about the other reasons I can't stand baseball. This is the new one. The trade deadline, you made a mockery. (laughs) If I was working for Major League Baseball, I would be in so much trouble today. When I saw the Baltimore Orioles, and the Orioles were the model when I worked for the commissioner's office. Bud Bud Selig was the commissioner at the time. When I worked there, the one thing you couldn't do is you couldn't rip an owner. Mm. So you could, like, for example, and the Orioles were the, the best example. You could literally say... The Orioles aren't even trying to compete. What you can't say is, how does Peter Angelos look at his his board? You know what I mean? Like, how does, you know, Peter Angelos is the worst owner in sports, and you can't say stuff like that. 
mm-hmm. and I would cross a line today. Ooh. And if my late best friend Daryl Hamilton was alive today, he would be like screaming about <laughs> trades like that. Oh my god, absolutely brutal. Well, thank God there's football and the Hall of Fame game. Do we have a football game this week? This week, people can listen to the podcast and then watch a football game. Say it isn't so. I mean, if you call these games football, but hey, listen, it is it is August. Uh, we've gone through the draft. We've gone through uh, you know a little bit of free agency. We've even gone through a little bit of suspension drama in Cleveland. Uh, but yeah, for better oh, or for worse, six games is garbage. Hey, at least he didn't smoke weed. That would have been the real games. That would have been the real crime if he was caught smoking weed, Seth. I mean, right? Guys sat out a year because he smoked weed. This guy, 24 harassment suits, and he's, it's embarrassing. You know, Seth, if it's only 10, 12, maybe 15 harassment suits, I can look the other way. But when you get to 24, you've done something wrong, fella. That's a joke. Yes, it is. That's an absolute joke. What a a crime. Yeah, it's it's not great. And, you know, know, it remains to be seen what the NFL is going to do, uh, you know, appealing this. It seems like, uh, you know, coming from ownership so far, that uh, they're really laying the groundwork for trying to push back on this and get a little bit more. Although I did find it was a little funny that uh, Robert Kraft, of all people, had the you know the comment that he made saying that we can't stand for this, we can't do this. I was like Robert Kraft. What do I remember about him and uh, you know certain you know massage therapy places in the last couple of years? Nope, nope. I, that's right. We can't talk about owners on the show, Seth. So we're we're just uh, gonna no, leave it at that. The, no, I'm, we can't talk about the owners of Bavada. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, maybe Robert Kraft's, you know, sit that conversation out. Maybe let your son or somebody else release that press statement because, you know, I I know our short-term memories aren't as good in 2022 as they were five, 10 years ago, but I still remember a little something there. Yeah. Yeah. But but we, but we have preseason football set. We have uh, the Raiders and the Jaguars at Canton, Ohio. And, you know, you have like the pomp and ceremony leading up to it with guys that are getting inducted into the Hall of Fame and all that. But, uh, you know, th- these games are largely garbage, but they are still massively bet on. And if you're betting at pre-match, I, I kind of don't get what you're doing because it's very difficult to try and project what uh, these teams are going to be doing in the third quarter or the fourth quarter with all these second and third stringers in. And uh, it's kind of a, it's akin to your uh, MLB spring training uh, preview, Seth, or recaps when you've talked about how they don't even know what the score is. They're out there to have a successful series, whether they're down 10 or up 10. Uh, Your job is to, you know, we are going to establish the run here. We want to test out this wide receiver. We want to rotate this guy in. Um, it's, it's, it's closer to NFL Sims that we do at Bavada. They're literally simulating a real football game. Uh, the only difference is these players can get hurt, which unfortunately seems to happen way too often each season that a guy, uh, trying to make a real football play gets injured in an incredibly meaningless game. However, I said all that, I totally get the people that live bet this stuff because you, if you can anticipate when these second and third stringers are coming in, whether it's a QB, whether it's defensive rotations, um, you can really pick your spots and jump in and, uh, you know, take a really good shot at us. And looking at our NFL live betting uh, results year over year compared to the real stuff, the stuff that's happening in September, October, November, uh, we do much worse in that in-game NFL X so I, I would say for players, you know, I've said all of that and we will be super focused on tidying that up starting with this Thursday. 
But, uh, you know, if, if you're looking at getting in on Raiders Jaguars, I would suggest that the move is waiting for the game to go live itself and trying to see if you can react, whether you're using what you're seeing on TV, whether it's social media, uh, you know, giving you that tip that this QB is coming in next. I, I really do think that's the best way to attack these games. Otherwise, trying to say, ah, oh, it's the Giants versus the Patriots. Uh, I like the Patriots. Well, that's. I don't really know how much that's going to do for you. If you're betting some of these early lines, yeah, maybe you can get a point or two. If you know that one coach needs to establish a little bit more in these games, you know, the Indianapolis Colts set uh, famously under Peyton Manning would go winless in the preseason every single year. Because Peyton, yeah, Peyton Manning would snap the ball a couple times. And that was that they knew who their core was. They knew what they were doing. And that was one of the most prepared teams in the NFL, even while playing alongside Tom Brady's Patriots. So the flip side is you, you're really playing the teams that have to improve this year, the teams that need to get more of their players. They're likely the teams that you want to be backing a little bit more. But again, I would stress you're probably going to have a little bit more success, uh, you know, trying to attack it from an in-game point of view instead of pregame. Yeah, I, I, look, it, it, we've said what we said about preseason anything, preseason sports. It's just... <laughs> I, I get it. I'm not telling anybody not to to have fun with it and, and enjoy, but I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what what analysis you can offer on something like that. What about uh, was there were there bets on Deshaun Watson? And I let me just again say for the record, that's a joke of a suspension. The NFL should be ashamed of itself. Yeah. So uh, I, I think he's at six games right now. We noted that the six NFL games. six yeah. games, six that's games, crazy. Yeah, and it's so. Uh, I'll tell you, we didn't have specific Deshaun Watson uh, props available. Let me, but let, we let, had... let me cut you off for one second. Do you remember sure. on this show we talked about um, whether or not how could Cleveland go for him, knowing that he was going to be gone? Well, you know what? I, I was watching. Uh, I, I do remember that. Yes, I do remember that. But what did uh, the, what did the Browns know? Did they know they were? Gonna, it was an independent arbitrator. Did they I mean, know that this was going to be a, a nothing suspension? Six games? You know, Seth, I think it just really reinforces that uh, if you are an otherworldly talent and Deshaun Watson, you know, with his legs, with his arm, is somebody that can make things happen, regardless of what he does out the field, that unfortunately, you know, and this, I don't know if it's more true in the NFL compared to other sports. I don't have the receipts for how they've all managed the situation, but more often than not, if you are a star, teams and leagues will find a way to look the other way. And Deshaun Watson is that impactful player. You know, you know, this is a brutal apples to oranges comparison, but uh, you know, I I think of Aaron Rodgers last year and uh, you know, the the situation with his vaccination status where he kind of said he was immune and not really. And uh, you know, what did he mislead the league? Should he have been suspended? Should he have been suspended for long, a much longer time? And, you know, did he get a kid glove treatment and end up winning the MVP because he's so good? And I do just think that, you know, like it or not, unfortunately, we just live in a world where if you can produce on that level, we will find excuses for why you should be on the field still, regardless of what you've done off of it. And it's a sad state of affairs, but uh, that's the world we live in. And so, but you asked about bets. And so the one thing we've been monitoring pretty uh, carefully, of course, is our AFC North futures. Um, because, okay. because with, you know, and that's a pretty wide open division this year. Um, you know, the Steelers are probably out of the four teams on the outside looking in, 
But uh, depending on what was going to happen with Deshaun Watson there, was he going to get a year-long suspension, half a year? Was he going to get no suspension at all because of all those factors I just mentioned uh, about how star players are treated? You know, We had to be super on top of that. Um, looking at the odds right now, prior to the announced suspension of only six games, the Cleveland Browns were plus 350 to win the AFC North. They're now all the way down to 2-1, to Seth. So our expectation there was in line with yours, in line with the broader kind of, uh, you know, cable sports news reaction, whether it's ESPN, et cetera, as to, you know, how could he only get six? Our expectation was, yeah, it was going to be a little bit longer. So the fact that he only got suspended six games moved the Browns from plus 350 to 2-1 to one at Bavada to win the AFC North. Uh, in what is otherwise a very super and tight division. I mean, the Ravens are right there at plus 170. The Bengals are right there at plus 220. It is a wide open race. And if you're the Cleveland Browns, you're thinking, yeah, we probably know that what he did was not great. But hey, is he our best shot to win the division this year? And unfortunately, in sports, professional sports, with this much money and the stakes this high, unfortunately, that seems to be what matters. Yeah, it is. It, it, it seems uh, like it is. Uh, Deshaun Watson... I uh, just, it's awful. It's it just, it's awful. Um, what's not awful is uh, the shortest off season in the history of sports belongs to the British premier league. Um, the premier league is back. Uh, this weekend is the opening weekend of their actual, not preseason friendlies and all that other shenanigans. Um, this is the, the, the real thing. These games count just as much. But the season is starting even earlier than normal. And the reason is it's the World Cup. And the mm. World Cup was moved from the summer to the fall because it's in Qatar. And the, the, the sun is just, it's too hot <laughs> to play in the summer. So they moved it to November. And so they're getting a bunch of Premier League action in early. And then they'll take a long break right in the middle. This is... For American uh, view uh, listeners, this is like when the Olymp- uh, when the NHL you know takes their three week Olympic break. Um, I get it. I'm excited that the Premier League is back, but I'm very mixed about breaking up the season into halves like that. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm kind of with you, Seth. Uh, well, I, I'm definitely with you. I'm gonna bite my tongue on the nonsense of Qatar or Cutter. Actually, you did the correct pronunciation there. I wanted to That's congratulate funny. you for that, Cutter. My mutter was a cutter. Um, anyways, uh, looking at... Uh, his mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter and his mother was a cutter. Uh, you ever, yeah, you remember the Seinfeld? Of course I remember yeah, the yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> my, my dad was actually just making that joke about something unrelated a mo- moment ago. It's uh, funny how that works. Uh, yeah, I, I hate that the World Cup is in the winter. I hate that it's in the country of Qatar. I, it, it, there's a lot of things wrong with that, but... I'm going to park that for just a moment to say how excited I am that the Premier League is back. So City is the odds-on favorite right now at Bavada to win the Premier League still. Uh, Liverpool just behind them at plus 250. Man City is minus 160 right now. And after that, like you're, you're looking at Chelsea at 15 to 1, Tottenham 12 to 1. Seth Everett's Arsenal, 25 to 1. So you, listen, you're not... you're not 5 to 1? You have better odds than Manchester United right now, which if there's any Manchester United fans listening right now, wow. uh, that's tough. Manchester United also, you know, I, I know the off-season silliness where they tour all over Europe and Asia and 
play in a lot of exhibitions for a, a good heaps of money, but there's not a lot of uh, enthusiasm for this Manchester United team this year. And, uh, you know, once again, they, they, they might just be struggling to make, you know, get a Europa League big league Europa League bid sorry in the years to come and the Champions League bid like it is tough and these teams that are knocking on the door again Tottenham's right there uh you know Manchester United you're talking about maybe the sixth best team in the Premier League are you excited Manchester United fans oh am I excited as a Liverpool fan oh baby I can't wait for this weekend to start we have got Fulham at Craven Cottage that is where I saw my first Premier League game ever about seven or eight years ago uh, and then they got relegated immediately after that okay. and where my and where my wife was horrified because there was no score in the 80th minute and she said pat so what happens uh if it's you know full time and it's zero zero i go that, that's it that's the game and the horror in her eyes set someone who had only ever experienced north american sports where With we do the shoot and extra overtime and- shootout extra innings you know major league baseball added the guy on second base this year just to you know make those extra innings go even faster because damn it we want results and we want conclusion in our sports uh i i i can't wait i'm beaming i i, I went to three liverpool games last year it is the one major sport, uh, you know, tennis is kind of there as well, that I enjoy more so as a fan than I do as just an absolutely ruined uh, sports handicapper and sports odds maker because everything else is math and money now. Uh, it, it, it's it's the best. I I will not enjoy that two-week break unless Canada uh, somehow makes... Uh, well, it's not a two-week break, my friend. Oh, uh, it's, it's sorry. It's... It, it, First of all, I was going to tell you the uh, first matchup between Arsenal and Liverpool is Sunday, October 9th. So yep. uh, let's make sure that you and I are, uh, we, you know, we'll, we'll have a trash talk text chat or something. Um, but if you look at it, and I'm just looking at Arsenal's schedule, uh, they play Wolverhampton on November 12th, right? Mm-hmm. They do not play another Premier League game until December 26th. That's six weeks six or seven weeks and you guys get the uh i think the first game of the season this friday um yeah is that at, is that is that the first game crystal yeah, at palace? Cri- yeah at crystal palace you guys are uh I'll minus one uh, i minus... won't be there i'll be watching <laughs> i won't be there I, I would have been very impressed and jealous if you were <laughs> no, there no. i'll be i'll be in front of my television <laughs> i'll be yep. watching yeah uh, i'll be wearing well, my arsenal shirt that's as far well, as i I got, uh, and I'm I'm in the market for a new. They have new road uniforms, and they're pretty sweet. They're black, black with gold. They look pretty sweet. I think that's uh, that's my next big purchase. Uh, Liverpool toned down their jerseys a little bit uh, this year. Last year's iteration had a little bit of orange coming up the sleeves that were super sharp. This year, they're just a pure red and white. Uh, they look fine, but I, I think it's a bit of a step back. Uh, Seth, you will be happy to know that your Arsenal are minus 116 favorites on the three-way line in soccer. Folks, if you're not too familiar with soccer betting, uh, these games are offered with uh, the aforementioned draw as well as either side winning. So, you know, even if a draw is like kissing your sister, sometimes that, you know, a draw betting on soccer pays a lot better. (laughs) Yes, indeed. (laughs) No secret about that. Look, um, yeah, the politics around the World Cup are, are one thing. Um, you know, it's the same thing as live golf. We had that conversation. I mean, it's just, you know, sports and the world are not separate. They're, they're, they're together. And there's something to be said for that. Uh, having said all that, the argument for 
this Premier League season, like it's going to be really weird. My whole thing is as a fan, having embraced the Premier League, I don't really care. I don't expect Team USA to do something great. I'll watch mm. their games because there won't be anything else on. But don't forget, in November, we're in the heart of the NFL season. You know, the NHL started like the Premier League is a great distraction. I, I've said as a North American fan, the games are either on in the afternoon or the morning. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when when Arsenal uh, went on their little American tour and they played in Baltimore and Orlando and they played at night, it was actually weird. <laughs> it was it was weird being uh, at home in the dark <laughs> watching Arsenal. Um, but nonetheless, uh, a six week break, you know, I, this is how I feel about the Olympics. This is how I feel about the uh, the the um, the World Baseball Classic. Uh, the World Baseball Classic is utter bullshit. Yeah, not because for me. You can't have a, a a tournament that takes place a, a month before a regular season. That's that's insulting to your players. Um, and yeah, those pitch counts and everything else, like it's not real right. baseball. It's I the first year they did it, I was intrigued. Uh, you know, Canada fielded a pretty okay team. Yeah. Um, as a one-off, I thought it was interesting. Uh, and then after that, I immediately lost interest. Canada, by the way, is in Group F. Uh, in, in, in their, in their group, it's Belgium, Morocco, and Croatia. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like our chances against Morocco, but unfortunately, uh, we don't have a second Morocco to play against. Uh, Belgium is the odds on favorite there. Uh, Croatia is just behind, you know, those are two world-class teams, uh, with, you know, just an embarrassment of riches of stars, uh, there, uh, that, uh, you know, Luka Modric is one of my favorite players in the world playing for Croatia and, you know, I, I listen, it's the World Cup. You can surprise. They're going to need to, you know, park the bus and get a draw against one of those teams and just smash Morocco by five or six goals and kind of hope for a goal differential thing. Um, so there's a way to get there. But I, I mean, again, I'm I'm my, I'm excited that they're just there because that's never happened in my lifetime. But uh yeah, so because of that one asterisk, I guess. But I, I guess, you know, USA soccer, you guys have been there more than a few times. You know what's happening. Uh, but you're also not expected no, I, to go I'll, particularly far. Like I said, far. I'll watch. I'll watch. But, you know, it, it, they're in Group B. Uh, they're yeah. up with uh, Wales, Iran, and England. Mm -hmm. They're not winning that. That USA-England game, I can tell you right now with That'll absolute certainty. That'll be a big certainty, game, right. That'll be that a will, big that game. That will be the most bet-on game at Bavada in the group stage, with, without a doubt. Without a doubt, right. Yeah. That'll be a big deal. Look, we'll get to it. We'll get into it. Um, I covered one of them, not in person. Uh, it was the one with the Vuvuzelas. What was oh. That? <laughs> Hold on. I have one. Oh, God. Don't, don't do this to the listeners, Seth. It was in South Africa. Yeah. Can you see it? I, I can see it. No, he's going to blow it, folks. I can't even get it to go. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, that's that's a win for everyone. If you don't win a bet this week, nope, he's trying again. <laughs> was that actually the horn or was that your mouth? I think you might have cheated a little bit. That was the horn. Okay, you got a little bit. Don't do it too loud. I have a dog in the house. That's yeah, believe that. <laughs> Let's respect that poor dog. So I, I remember that World Cup and the Vuvuzelas. How can you forget the Vuvuzelas? And it was the same time I was, right? That was yeah, I was having jaw surgery done at that time. And while I was in the waiting room at the hospital before they like call you and wheel you in, they were playing the World Cup there. And I like watching the World Cup, but I was just thinking, like, oh, that 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 humming nonstop. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. Uh, it, it was worse than getting my job broken uh, several hours later in the hospital. Well, I was working for ESPN at the time and I was hosting a show on ESPN radio and it was constantly preempted yeah. because of a game. You know yeah. what I mean? And so we watched the games and, you know, we would do post game and pregame. So I, 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 I paid attention to that world cup. That was the only time uh, the world cup was ever really on my radar. Mm. Um, yeah. It's, it's, you know what it, it's, it's, it I'm not, a you, thing, you know, you know, and you, and you are, to, you're totally right. The fact that it's taking place uh, during the winter where we already have such uh, you know, a glutton of sports available to us, uh, it is going to get lost because usually whether it's the World Cup or the Euros, it does have, oh, no, we have to compete against MLB. I hope that goes OK. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But usually uh, it's in the summer, right? Usually yeah, it's in the summer and it's and it's a fun thing to get on board. But uh, yeah, it's early to be starting the Premier League. Yes, we're excited about it now, but it's, it's going to be a weird that's going to be a weird six weeks uh, during the late, late November uh, into almost all of December. Uh, that's pretty fun. If you ask me. All right, that'll do it for the Bavada at Odds podcast. We went a little long today because we go off on tangents, and that's the way this has gone. This is episode 98. Just wait to see what episode 99 will be. That's right, folks. And remember, if you watch this podcast by yourself, you'll still never walk alone. Mm-hmm.